was it good? Today, today at the edge of our hope, at the end of our time, we have chosen not only to believe in ourselves, but in each other. Today, there is not a man nor woman in here that shall stand alone. Not today. Today, we face the monsters that are at our door and bring the fight to them. Today, we are counseling the apocalypse. Hello, and welcome to Was It Good? We're going to be discussing the sequel to Pacific Rim, Pacific Rim Uprising. I'm your host, Ravi. And I'm joined by my two brothers, Krishna. Uh, and my name's uh, the Kaiju. And Arjuna. One is a Jaeger, and one is a Kaiju. You get to figure that one out. I get I get to be the Kaiju because I'm bald. That makes no sense. Uh, I get to be the, <laughs> spoiler alert, I get to be the Jaeger Kaiju. Oh, oh you you've ruined it. Ruined you've, it's ruined. I much said, like the movie. I said spoiler oh alert. Oh, boy. Arjuna, what are we getting into the specifics of? So on today's, or on this edition of Was It Good We Are, as Ravi said, talking about Pacific Rim Uprising, the sequel to the hit Guillermo del Toro hit from 2013, Pacific Rim. This sequel did not bring back del Toro or Charlie Hanuman, or as some <laughs> people like to say, Hunnam. Uh, it instead brought in uh, new director Steve uh, Knight, and also brought in Star Wars alum now, uh, John Boyega. Mm. Playing a new character, uh, the son of uh, a character from the first Pacific Rim, played by Idris Elba, of a character who I have not even bothered to memorize because it's not even worth mentioning the name. Because why would you even remember names from Pacific Rim? Because Pacific Rim was a far, far more interesting film. I'd like to kind of dive in first to some of the specifics of the film. It is a sequel film, as we know. It did not have Del Toro really attached to it. He is listed as a producer, but as we uh, have read on the internet, he was not really involved. This film had a budget of 150 million U.S. dollars. Oh my! In its opening weekend domestically, it has only brought in 28 million. It has worldwide brought in 150.5 million in the first weekend. That's not bad. That's Thanks, not bad. bad. It's not, not bad. A bad call. Not a bad call. It will most likely be remembered not for the. Um, what actually happened in the film, but probably more so the fact that we are now six weeks since the release of the Black Panther. The Black Panther film has uh, basically uh, been number one at the box office every week, except for this week, because of Pacific Rim Uprising. Many say, oh, it's because people were ready for something else. No, it's because it's been six weeks since you know Black Panther... Everyone has seen it multiple we times. We should also mention, uh, this is Was It Good, and we actually did do an episode on Black Panther, so be sure to check that out if you haven't already seen it or already checked out our episode of Black Panther to get our take on the film. So, I'd like to start with the plot. Oh, God. Which brings us to our fun section of... Red time. I'll keep it simple. It sucked. Wow. End end of rent. It was probably one of the. (laughs) (laughs) It was probably one of the the dumbest dumbest plots ever. I'm just gonna give a quick summary here. It was um, 
Charlie Charlie Day. Charlie Day. Charlie Day's character. Charlie it, Day's character went uh, bad. Known as um, Doctor Newton Newt uh, Geisler. He's also listed formally as the precursor emissary. Oh wow! Because Ravi, he got infected with Alice stuff. So he basically goes is working for um, one of the female protagonists. Um, Li Wen Shao is her name in the story, played by um, Tian Jing. Uh, she is a big C- CEO billionaire that has a tech company. They build autonomous Jaegers. Charlie has infected the Jaegers with some kind of DNA thing, which turns the Jaegers into kind of these Jaeger um, kaiju hybrids. Hybrids. Hybrids, Which then go make more breaches, bring some um, kaiju in that go climb out Fiji because they want to throw their blood in there and cover the earth in a bunch of smoke. Um, The good guys beat them. The end. Yeah, that's that's a pretty succinct uh, summary of the plot. All right, there. that's our episode. Uh, that's, thanks for listening. That's all you need to know. That is the plot. It sucked, and uh, good night and farewell. One, it was not. It was not. Uh, it was. It was predictable. I mean, the the plot actually is my the 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 thing I don't have a problem with this movie <laughs> yeah. because Pacific Rim is a little absurdist anyway. I mean, the first plot, the first movie's plot was also very typical monster giant tech mech uh, plot storyline so i don't have as big of a problem my one issue is there is a big plot hole so with the the kaijus or or the precursors or whatever the the hell you want to call whatever the fuck you want to call them <laughs> there you go don't hold back yeah uh, this is late night <laughs> this is late night for podcasting uh, <laughs> i said poop <laughs> poop penis uh <laughs> so, <laughs> no so i will say this uh the big plot hole i had was there you know, the idea of making the, the super bombs, the super fuel or whatever, which was the whole idea that they were trying to go to in the first movie when they sent the kaijus to go to Mount Fiji uh, to then react with it to make the world uninhabitable and then take it over, I suppose, in some way, shape, or form uh, was obviously revisionist history from the sequel to the first one. Like, oh, they were all conveniently trying to get here. And not one of them did, even though they were there for years and years, and they could never get there. Uh, and then also the point that after Pacific Rim 1, there are all these kaiju bodies around mm-hmm. with blood. And Charlie Day's precursor, Engineer, has the resources to gather these <laughs> bodies mm-hmm. and this blood, right? The blood is, is the specific thing to drop into Mount Fiji. So he has a ton of blood. He has a lot of blood. Yes. Of the kaiju. And instead of just taking a helicopter without anyone noticing and just like <laughs> dropping it into the thing to do what the precursors want, there was this convoluted idea to to get kaiju uh, uh, Jaeger hybrids to open up breaches to get more kaijus in with the same blood. To then drop themselves into Mount Fiji to get the reaction. Maybe the blood dried up. I don't know. Actually, you're missing one crucial aspect of uh, which ties this whole thing together. Oh, they wanted to sell the toys of the kaiju. Uh, no, no, no. Well, yes, yes. But within the actual plot of the movie, um, something happened that we have never seen before in two Pacific Rim movies. 
three kaiju combined to make a super kaiju, which clearly tells me that it is the power of a super kaiju that is needed to blow up Mount Fiji and thus end. Well, also the world. here's the thing. I'm totally kidding. I don't actually know. If, you know, I don't. I don't know. Um, well, here's also it, the whole thing is ridiculous. Here's the, also the other funny plot point. How would Charlie Day have known that only three kaiju would have gotten in and then yep. created the nanotechs to yep. combine, a, you know, three kaiju together? Well, I, I think that one's fairly, actually fairly easy to answer. To answer the oh the script was written in reverse the me- got it yes no the mechanism of combining the kaiju is just those little bug things yeah, which makes sure. it makes it sound like it's an it, it doesn't matter as long as there's two or more maybe there's an upper limit but they just happen to be three he has more than one therefore he can combine that, yeah, how, I mean that's how, how I would but how that. convenient was it that oh, three course. kaiju happened to make it through two category fours one category five which happens to be the correct amount to cover all of Earth in the Smoky fog of death. Oh, I, 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 I have enough combined blood. Just is, exactly. Okay. Super yeah, as long as you have a, a sum of fourteen, <laughs> when you combine the categories, you can make it work. It's math, have, man. It's math. It would have been great <laughs> if if he, the the super kaiju had gone right to the edge, and you know they they have Gypsy Avenger come in and, and hit it. <laughs> And instead of falling like backwards, it knocks them in, and they all die. <laughs> and that's how the movie ends. I would, I would have laughed. I would have gone up and just given a standing ovation. Like, th- I would have said, "This is Oscar worthy." <laughs> I mean, I'm just. I'm, it's clearly obvious, right? The right. combined, the combined might of that super kaiju was 14. Mount Fiji was 13. So as long as uh, Charlie Day had enough kaiju to equal 14 or more, right? They're winning. Math, man. It's, so, it's a mathematical movie. I have movie. a question. Today, sure. Was there anything about this movie that anyone liked here? Yes, actually. Yeah, yeah there was like, there was like one, one or two things. I Go liked um, I liked when it was over. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I should leave that theater. Hey, come back and do this. Well, well there you go. Uh, no, I, you know what? It was really bad, but um, it, it was still in the world. The visuals were still really good. Um, the music was a bit lacking. I didn't like that too much. Uh, the, as far as the acting goes, you know, it was, it was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't like, you know, anyone did a bad job. Everyone just did kind of a mediocre job. John Boyega um, did a terrible job. John Boyega no, actually was the best. I, I actually, did I did not, job. I did okay. not have a, between a Clint, an issue Between with Clint Eastwood's son and John Boyega. John Boyega. Boyega. Who was better? John Who Boyega. was more believable? John Boyega. They were equal. There, there was nothing about either of those performances that would have put that each one above the other. Mm-hmm. And and at the same time, I didn't dislike either of that performance. That wasn't the issue with the movie. Those perform now. Ooh. You can't you can't combine you can't compare those two guys to performances from the previous movie because right. unfortunately they went from Idris Elba and Charlie Hunnam to those two. That's a that's right. a drop off. That is a drop off. No matter and, and how you, you try. And you also have to, to say the script was much worse. The dialogue was oh, worse. Sure. Real the quick, real quick all, before you know, all of that stuff. I would also like to point out though. Um, all the pacing. <laughs> Uh, because I don't want to leave her off. Um, the, the actress that played Mako, Mako Mori. Rinko Kikuchi. Rinko Kikuchi. She also did a fabulous job in the first one. Yeah. And that she kind of, this is a good segue. This one, uh, yeah. This brings me to the next point, which is, you know, strong female leads. When you compare the first Pacific Rim to the se- sequel, Pacific Rim Uprising. So you had this amazing, really strong headed character, Mako Mori. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, spoiler alert, they blow her up. Her helicopter crashes. Right. To to uh, propel John Boyega to stay with the Avengers. 
the Revengers. The Revengers. <laughs> well, I, I um, and then and then the new you know female strong lead is the Jules Ray's character. Nope, just kidding. The Amara mm-hmm. Namani character just played go with by Amara. Yeah. Amara played by uh, Kaylee Spaini. 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 You know, what? real quick, I don't feel too bad about butchering their last names because let's be honest, they would butcher our names. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right, but still, yeah. make an effort, man. Uh, I'm trying. Raven Dre. The the American <laughs> education <laughs> system failed me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, but. That brings me to the point is, you know, you, you went with a, a really strong female lead in mm-hmm. the first one. You then take her out within 10, 15 minutes to push a character to do whatever who then pretty much forgets about her. And then you replace her in the sequel film with this Amara character who honestly was very, very annoying to me <laughs> and just pointless and useless. She wasn't pointless or useless. And I don't I, I don't think the actors did a bad job with the script that they were given. They gave as good of performance, as good as a performance as they could possibly give. Of course. In terms of what was, what was this? Isn't like a Suicide Squad right. or, or something where the script is terrible, but everybody's phoning it in. Where it's just, you know, we don't. It's not a Jared Leto situation where the guy reads it and decides to overact the hell out of it. You know. <laughs> hey, to be fair, to be fair, he did say that he was method acting. So, so uh, you know, actually, a fun fact. Actually. You know, fun fact. Scott Eastwood was both in Suicide Squad and Pacific Rim Uprising. Was he really? Yeah, he was in Suicide Squad. Who was he in Suicide Squad? He was Squad? part of Rick Flagg's uh, unit, and oh. he's the guy that goes underwater and commits you're suicide. You're right. Well, or or sacrifices himself. I think you're right. I, yeah, think I, I remember. Right. You know, you know what's funny? You know what's actually really surprised me? The person, right. the person <laughs> that I had in terms of acting, I. I had the biggest issue with it was Charlie Day. He he to me was so annoying, uh, and that that probably has a lot to do with the writing as do well. Like, and do like you like Howard Sunny? But he was just so annoying. Do you like Howard Sunny in Philadelphia? Some sometimes. I was gonna say if you didn't like him in this, you'd hate him in that. Yeah, no, he's funny and and always. No, 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 but he there, wasn't. He wasn't anything like that. There's no in, issue. There's no and there's no issue with him from the first one. But they tried. They decided to take a comic relief exposition character from the very first one and make him the bad guy. And make him the bad guy. It was just they didn't. They, it, again, a poor writing yet again. I think the best actor, honestly, was Burn Gorman, the other doctor who was Charlie. Yeah, Day. he he's a he's he's a character actor, a British character actor. Uh, for those familiar with Doctor Who, he was in Torchwood for the first few seasons. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, he was in uh, Batman Begins. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And no, not Batman Begins. He was in Dark Knight Rises. Oh, well, we're all dumb. Oh yeah, you're right. With uh, false news. With uh, Ben uh, Mendelsohn. Or was he? Uh, Krennic. In it's Batman it, Dark Knight in Dark Rises? Dark Knight Rises, yeah. He's, was he's he? the businessman that funds yeah. uh, Bane at the beginning. That's right. And that's then right. uh, Burn Gorman is the one. That he, he leaves the room and hears Krennic get killed. Right. Lovely. Poor Krennic. He's always kind of being killed. Um, so I, I guess it sounds like we kind of, well, I guess you two were more strongly on this that, you know, poor direction, poor script. Mm-hmm. Um, the acting's not great, but I don't think it was – and I don't think it was the biggest issue. No, it's no, it's on the level of Transformers, Transformers or Suicide Squad or Justice League. You know? Now speaking of Transformers, the the silly little robot Scrapper. Did anyone get a Transformers vibe oh, yeah. when Bumblebee. watching oh, that? It's very, it's very 100%. Bumblebee, and again, it's it's this recent theme of taking having young female characters, not necessarily like that are love interests, but are still kind of kids. Right. Transformer, the latest Transformers, I think, did that over the last few or whatever. Uh, the last night. Uh, and it's it's this recent trend, and I think that was very intentional to have this 
this scrappy character. And I think I mentioned this after we saw the movie together. Like the whole script was just written in reverse, right? Of everything to, to uh, uh oh, to to to. Uh, yes, I I have it has come to me. My my segment idea has come. Uh, <laughs> so basically, he, he, we prepare every show. He doesn't mean that. Yeah, I do not prepare. Uh, no. Uh, to go off of uh, what Arjuna just said, the whole big robot formula, like it, it is getting very old. So I would just like to tell the whole big robot, you know, even big monsters as well, because uh, this tries to combine, you know, uh, Transformers with Godzilla, right? Uh, oh, bas- Godzilla. Basically, that's what Don't trying bring to bring up do. that movie. The and the reason that this is this kind of sucks is that the plot of this movie was ridiculous enough where if it if it, it you keep the same plot and you change a little bit of how you do it change the pacing change the writing in certain parts may have a better bad guy uh, I think I think this movie would work because it doesn't take itself seriously and it's completely ridiculous right the robots you know with the kaiju coming out of them that's 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 hilarious to me that's hilarious right and you could have played that up but it it in terms of execution, it was like every Transformers movie made. And there were vibes of Godzilla and other monster movies. So, unfortunately, this movie fell into that formula. And that sucks. What did you guys think of near the end of the movie? Uh, Gypsy Avenger is crashing down towards super big kaiju. And... There's only one escape pod. So they're kind of setting up that potentially one of these characters is going to die. And then they didn't. And it's not even that they didn't, but they... John Boyega very clearly doesn't want to die, right? Mm-hmm. He, he even says, like, I, I'm not, I don't want to die. Like, I'm not going to die here. This isn't how I want to go. Very opposite of his father, Idris Elba's character. It was an interesting character moment to me because I think it, it could have played... It should have been like the. It should have been a climax, right? Like building up to this moment and and really feeling like stakes that he could potentially die. And it was interesting because you always feel like in Hollywood movies they play it like oh, I'm ready to sacrifice myself. You build towards that. And I thought it was interesting that you had his character arc, but he he never got to that point. He still was. He wanted to live. He didn't want to die. But it just it played off like an afterthought. So I was just curious. Yeah, everyone's thoughts here. To be honest, it was it was that was so quick. I totally even missed that yeah. you know aspect of um, perhaps what they were trying to do or trying to set up. Um, well, so, so that's so, weird. I mean, you made a good point right there. It was so quick, right? The entire film has so many pacing issues with it. Yeah, right at the get go to the very end, even that that end sequence was just so uncomfortable. They crash the Jaeger. They get out. And they start having a snowball fight and it ends. Yeah, that that's was, it. That, that was, that's that, it. That's that, the end. That might what that might be. I think what this movie becomes a, like really well known for, like one of the most bizarre endings ever, where they win and there's a snowball fight. I feel like that's gonna be like a a movie trivia fact forever. It's like, what was the last scene in Pacific Rim Uprising? Was it a a Jaeger dying? B an emotional death? Or C a snowball fight? <laughs> it snowball was C, fight. A snowball fight. Nice. What? <laughs> and then, well, I mean, and then their after credit scene or sequence was um, John talking to, to Charlie Day's character and then saying, we're coming to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Setting up the inevitable next sequel. trilogy, next trilogy. Of, of Pacific Rim movies. Now, Arjun, correct me if I'm wrong. You're the one that actually said that this film ultimately it had issues, right? It's been five years since the correct. release of the first one. And the issues mainly were... It just the first Pacific Rim, you know, it has a six point nine out of ten on IMDb. 
Um, it's not critically an amazing film. Uh, it's more of a fun film. It did not make massive, massive amounts of money. It made Pacific Rim, the first one, made its money back. Um, but ultimately, this film... And it made it overseas, and I think that's a key point. Right. Uh, not to hijack your thought, but just... It's okay. Re- it's not the first time. <laughs> but But just real quick... The movie made a lot of money in Japan, and uh, the first movie had a pretty big Japanese cast, and this movie had an even bigger Japanese cast uh, than the first one, and so that was a big reason right. that the sequels made. So, yeah, obviously, yeah, because of a, a big uh, Asian influence is you know the big reason as to why the film was made. Um, I guess my question is, does that mean World of Warcraft could still happen? No. So we would have seen it by now. So right? here's Hopefully. here's what I can recall from you know internet research, and then in the last five years, the movie initially, after it came out, didn't make enough money to automatically greenlight a sequel. Right. Del Toro was back and forth on it. The studio was back and forth on it, and then I believe a year or two later, we heard Pacific Rim sequel never happening. Yep. Like it just didn't make enough. The studio's not moving forward. Del Toro's out. I think about a year passes, and then all of a sudden, they announce Pacific Rim Uprising is happening, and it came together very, very quickly. Right, because within a week or two after that, John Boyega was attached to it. John Boyega was attached. Charlie Hunnam was officially out. Del Toro was not coming back. There was it all happened very quickly, Uh, so it could happen. But I think enough. I think it's been almost two years since Warcraft came out. We haven't heard a peep. Similar to Power Rangers, we right. haven't heard a peep out of that. Um, I don't think I don't think either movie, and I, I could I can check this when you guys make your points, but I don't think either movie made as much as Pacific Rim. Hmm. I I thought that was a robot. That was a Jaeger. It was a Jaeger coming to guess and beat us to death for mm-hmm. insulting the Jaeger's performance. We haven't even talked about that. Actually, now, when you compare the new Gypsy Danger to the old Gypsy Danger, do you think in this current film she was uh, more realistic or less realistic? She was more. That's hers. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I no, actually, that I think one of the strengths of the movie and the reason that you know it, it's this is the the reason I would say this is better than Justice League is that the action was better uh, or not better than better than Justice League for sure. But I mean, it was good. I enjoyed it. Like um, the robot, you know, big fight scenes with the robots and the kaiju. I enjoyed them. They weren't too drawn out, which was a good thing. Um, but there was enough like, you know, dramatic stuff happening where I was like engaged. I was like, oh, you know, um, I wish there would have been more than one death of the final uh, crew that took on the, you know, the three and you then the, the one. The super. two adults and the other kids. Yeah, exactly. I would like to point but, out that what you the... Do? kid that died was indian yeah what okay actually other other thing hit hit that button arjuna Uh, okay i'm gonna say something ridiculously mean to hollywood you don't like indian people how dare you josh josh seriously josh josh seriously we have we have we have females we 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 have you know we have every other race being represented where's my representation um uh what about you know why the taxi cab driver in uh deadpool he's getting a bigger role right that's annoying right that is a race that's that is racially insensitive not all indians have uh an accent and drive taxi cabs some of us some of us work in it god damn it some of some of us are 7-eleven you know store managers you know some of us are doctors and dentists and some of us are lawyers 
There's, there's lots of things an Indian person can be. Okay, I do have the numbers here. So, power. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. <laughs> That's more of a rent time. No, no, I'm telling Hollywood rent to fuck time. off. Oh, well, both maybe. Uh, so, okay, Power Rangers had a budget of $100 million and made at the box office. Drum roll, please. $142.3 million. <laughs> the sequel to that is never happening. Yeah. Uh, Warcraft had a budget of 160 million and made at the box office 433. Wait, when you say bar, are you talking internationally or that domestic? Is, that is international. That is, okay. that is full worldwide. So how are they these. not going to make a? Uh, and then Pacific Rim. Uh, this will make the first it, one. This will make Christian even angrier. The first Pacific Rim was a budget of 190 million, 30 more than Warcraft, and made at the box office 411 million less than Warcraft. Hmm, that's so weird to me. So Pacific Rim 1 had a higher budget and made less than Warcraft. And not only that, they decided to make a second one, literally gutting everything that was good about the first one. They got yep. rid of Del Toro. They yep. got rid of, Charlie. obviously, Idris Elba was dead, whatever, but they got rid of Charlie Hunnam. They could have like, figured a way to bring back Idris Elba. Yeah, even as a, as a ghost or a kaiju. Well, you know, even if not, like, let's say, okay, you don't want to bring, ba- bring back Idris Elba. Well, you can't bring back Idris Elba. But let's say, okay, you have no Charlie. You have no Del Toro. Why? Why come up with such a s- stupid plot? <laughs> like, like, that's the million dollar question. I mean, a prequel would have been cooler or more interesting. I mean, you could take, go find an. Okay, fine. You want to use John Boyega, right? Have him be a young Idris Elba during the beginning of the war. Um, that would be more interesting than this nonsense that we saw. Would be way more interesting. Like the beginning of the Jaeger program when the kaiju first show up. Sure, it'll be very, very similar to Godzilla. Okay, whatever. But it's still more interesting than this nonsense. Hmm. This is just so stupid. So, so stupid. You sound so British. I've been working on my stupid. So uh, pulling up some stats on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. I know you mentioned the IMDb rating, but for Rotten Tomatoes. Wait, do we still trust Rotten Tomatoes with everything that's come out? In we the don't trust. I mean, years? you can't trust anything because any rating, like IMDb, is the same way. It's all false news, right? Uh, it's all. It's not false news. It can be manipulated pretty easily, though. So manipulated but, news. But we're just sharing a metric that a lot of people like to use. Rotten Tomatoes for Pacific Rim One has a seventy-one percent on the tomato meter. Seventy-seven percent of the audience liked it. For, pretty good. For Pacific Rim <laughs> Uprising, it has, and this is higher than I thought it would be, 46%, mm-hmm. with a 57% audience-like score. Mm. So there you have it. It's about a 25% difference yep. between eh. the movies. I wonder, do you think the film would have done better on Rotten Tomatoes if, let's say, it was released two, three years ago? No. You, reg- no. Like, like, same story, same everything. I don't think so. I, I, think, the, I think the movie might have done worse because I think, I think Rotten Tomatoes – rating system and i think the ratings for blockbusters in general has skews gone more positive it right? skews more positive because it's a big budget and yep. it's well executed quote unquote and you know technically pacific rim is well executed and the big um, studios buy out the, buy out the, the, the readers yeah. it's exactly. similar to what they do on um I, ign and all those other rating things like for video games mm-hmm. but i mean it, i mean i would I would challenge us to come back in a month and try and talk about Pacific Rim Uprising plot details, and I could, pr- I could, fr- I would be fairly certain to guarantee we couldn't remember most of them in a yep, month. Yeah, that's true. Because I think it's that, um, for, or even even a week. Uh, yeah, a week. You know, it's that, similar to like those forgettable Marvel films. Give me sixty nine minutes. Of those like superhero right. films. It, it's like, right. It's similar to a Doctor Strange or a, a Ant Man or a uh, Thor: uh, The Dark World. But th- but this plot was more ridiculous, like worse than those. 
Like no, this, this, in some aspect, no, movie, this well, movie is well, worse than right. The thing than with those Marvel ones. movies, they're well executed, and it's not like they're necessarily bad. They're just boring. They're cookie category. cutter. Yeah, and, I, and I, it's similar to this is this is cookie cutter for the bad. Yeah, blockbusters. I think the best analogy I've come up with is this is Independence Day and Independence Day Two. Yeah, in the sense that the Independence Day, the first one, great fun, great fun in the theater, memorable lines, you know, interesting story overall. Very, very amazing visuals. Let's do a sequel and Independence Day 2. Can anyone remember the plot for Independence Day 2? I the can't. aliens return. The aliens return. They fight them and, and they win. And there's a big glowy ball almost, thing, right? Almost all the original act, uh, characters from Independence Day 1 die except Jeff Goldblum. Oh, and his dad. And his dad. Who was driving a bus. A bus. That's right. His subplot was a bus. Why was he driving the bus? Did he become a school teacher? Maybe we need he, to rewatch this movie. He was <laughs> he was saving students. But you already remember more than I do. It's just commendable. I, I remember more the the experience of going to the theater. We went to the uh, TCL, TCL Chinese Theater. This was the first time they had started using Fandango to sell tickets. Oh yeah, and it was the last that. time. And no, no, they still do. They <laughs> still do. Um, and for, somehow they sold the seats. Three times over. A triple yeah. sold. So you had people in the theater while the movie was starting arguing over who got the seats. Yeah. I'm old-fashioned, first come, first serve, but you know how people are. You know that's a dead system now. For the most part. I wish that system was back, honestly. I think you should be rewarded if you show up to a movie two hours in advance. That's how... Two hours? Two hours, yeah. That's what I like to that's do. That's what I like to you do, You should too. be punished. No. <laughs> you, you should, should be, be there early. You should early. be thrown in jail because you have no life and you're weird. Do I we like think the so? The movie has already made 150 million in Boo. opening weekend. It's, that's a pretty good take. Do what do we think? Do we think a third one is going to happen? No. Well, I mean, this is Universal, so Universal does not have the big cinematic universes. They don't have. They don't have anything. Really, anything at this point? They do need something. They need something. This may be their thing. I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. They're doing Rampage. I think so. I believe Let Rampage is Ramp- coming out. Rampage is going to make a lot of money. Um, yeah, because all the stoners are going to go. <laughs> Comes out four twenty. Four twenty. Woo! By the way, Christian, keep your calendar clear on four twenty. I have plans for us. Uh, I might be working. Tell your boss you don't want to work. Uh, so, I'm sure he'll let so you. So actually, not. it was supposed to come out on four twenty, and they moved it up a week to April thirteenth to get to get away from Infinity Wars. Just, yep. Makes sense. Smart. I will also Smart. say this: uh, it is not produced. Uh, Rampage is not produced by Universal. It is produced by, and I want, I want, I want some guesses here. Sony. Paramount. No. No. Fox. No. No to everything I've heard so far. Century Fox. He, he already said Fox. Oh, it's a Time Warner. Twenty first century. Comcast. It's, Time War- it's uh, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. So Warner Brothers owned by Time Warner. So no, it's not Time Warner, but it's it's Warner Brothers. Comcast. Wow, that's silly. Google. We, when is Google going to start making movies? Google it's is coming. actually is, is it's losing money. Actually, it's going to be Apple first. Apple has television shows at least coming out as early as uh, April potentially. Yeah, they they got a big name actor or actress or director. They have a couple, producer. couple. Yeah, they wait, couple of well, in what pl- in like what way? Like through iTunes? No. Apple TV. I, Apple TV. Oh, iTunes. Some type of app or something. Yep. Man, it's so so Disney's going to get their own app. Apple's going to have their own TV shows. Netflix is still chugging along. There's Amazon. You know, damn. I will say before we get to our, you know, I don't know if we're getting close to it, if we're getting to, well, was it? Oh, I, I, I'm, oh we're, we're, but, we're uh, almost done. I, w- I want to preface this by saying uh, this was a, a fun impromptu movie 
experience. Yes, it was. We were we uh, at the the weekend that we saw this movie. We we're at uh, WanderCon in Anaheim. Twenty eighteen. And uh, be sure to look out. We did see an exclusive at WanderCon, the Batman Ninja film, which we will be doing a Was It Good that will be coming out uh, in the coming days. So be on the lookout for that. But it was fun. It was uh, Saturday night. We uh, were eating dinner and um, we were completely sober. When we decided... <laughs> that is correct. We had not had drank any fish we, bowls. We did not drink any... Uh, I did not inhale. <laughs> yes, there was no inhaling and there was no imbibing so, of anything. So so Krishna Ravi and I decided to go see Pacific Rim on a, a Saturday night in Anaheim. And uh, it was fun. I, uh, despite how bad the movie was, it was fun to experience a, a pretty crappy movie in a relatively empty theater, which is very hard to do in Los Angeles. That is true. For a movie that came out two days ago. That That is a good point. I, I would like to say, so we, we got to the theater, and we were all pumped. We were all jumping up and down, the sober energy flowing through us. <laughs> the sober energy ran through our veins. And then and, we just got, and, like, drunk, you know, <laughs> during the movie. No, 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 no. I don't think this Opposite is... Opposite of that. So we're sitting there. We're sitting there. And, you know, <laughs> the movie starts, John Boyega does his intro speech, and I have never sobered up from uh, happiness so fast. You've never sobered up from being sober already. Right. So quickly. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was I was just not happy by the end of it. He was so sober, he needed a drink. Now, before we do our, our you know, world-famous question here. Trademarked. Uh, I'd like to invite those listening to please... Listen to our other podcasts. You can find us at Was It Good, and then on social media, Arjuna uh, on Twitter at Was It Good underscore. Uh, you can also find you know we are Bad Tacos Pictures. We do more than just the Was It Good podcast. We have original sketches that come out. Um, we I've have got some a few other, in development. We have a, a, quite a few in development. We have some other exciting stuff also in development. So be sure to check us out uh, on YouTube primarily, on Instagram, uh, on Facebook for now. <laughs> before, oh god yeah before facebook don't leaves. even get me started <laughs> on facebook well, also wait on, we should uh, do an episode was it good facebook when it dies that'd be cool actually i like that idea <laughs> we are also on patreon at www.patreon.com slash bad tacos uh we do have a few tiers set up so uh if you have an extra buck a month please donate it Donate it to us. That's right. Give us some money, bitches. <laughs> Damn. Um, um, that way, our junior can afford uh, a bow tie. I can afford health care. <laughs> wow. No, Juna, a dollar a month from our parents will not be enough. <laughs> You're right. I need one million dollars a month. Uh, Christian, you want to start us off? Yes. Uh, let's go in a different order. Ravi, was it good? No. I'm, I'm shocked. Our Judah, was it good? No. Krishna. I really wanted to ask him, was it bad? But that's not what the show is called. Yeah, yeah. And plus, I would be like, I'd be like, <laughs> his brain would explode. I'd be like, no. I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, guys, new spin off show idea. Was it bad? Oh, God. Where exactly we do the exact same thing. It's the exact same show, but we ask a different question at the end. But Krishna, was it good? Hell no, motherfuckers. And that there you have it. The uh, was it good podcast has decided <clears throat> unanimously that Pacific Rim Uprising, starring John Boyega and some other people, Scott Eastwood, Clint Eastwood's son, Scotty Scotty Wood, and some other folks, was not good. I do actually uh, real quick before we end it. 
I did start a fun spreadsheet that tracks our results for all of these episodes. Uh, so since the this is our episode, this is our sixth episode of Was It Good? Oh, we are chugging. Uh, the very first episode was Starstruck Discovery season one. We all, with authority, said no for Was It Good. Then we had quite the run of yeses, and then our last episode, Voltron. Uh, Season, legendary Defender decision. Season 5 with a split decision, yes, and we have another unanimous no. So that's a, that's a fun thing. Perhaps we'll tweet out these results in a, in a fun graphic formation. Graphics uh, are fun. Graphics are, are cool. Maybe we should uh, tweet out like uh, specifics, like what we found good and what we found bad. This isn't an essay. Well, this is a podcast. People like that stuff. We, on Twitter. we make podcasts here. We don't write essays. Thank you for listening. This was the, the cast of Was It Good? I'm Ravi, joined by my two sisters, Christian and Arjuna. Ha ha. As brothers, but you're the sister. Bye.